We welcome you to the Lutheran Prayer Hour. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O reading from Luke, the eighth chapter. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, Jesus said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what the parable meant, Jesus said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path, those who have heard the word, but then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, and in the time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for what in, is in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. This is the word of the Lord.
name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of abundant grace. It is not like the stingy, greedy, cutthroat vineyards of men who hire workers and pay them as little as possible for as much work. So also it is not like the field work of men who call on satellite and chemical to squeeze every dollar out of precious patented painted seed. Instead, the kingdom is like a sower who chucks his word extravagantly in every direction. The Lord appears utterly careless and wasteful to many a businessman, but truly he cares more than we can even comprehend. It is only that he cares for those who are not worthy of him, and he cares nothing for that elusive concept that we slavishly chase, efficiency. The divine sower is a broadcaster, the good seed, his holy and eternal word. He puts into the hands, that is, the voices, of sinful men, and he says, Preach, preach the word, and plant it home to men who like or like it not. The task of the kingdom is to preach the word and never ask what prideful profit it may make. And with one parable, God holds in derision every airplane conversation told by synodical officials, every red-faced, impassioned voters' meeting speech about needing to fill our pews to survive, and he lays even all the best-laid plans of pastors and elders and circuit visitors gathered to talk about rescuing confirmation and catechism programs. The sower sows out of his reckless love, which is the offensive grace of God. And his intent is to give to men that which alone endures and stands when flesh, blood, grass, and world wither and fade. Wholesome, vivifying, eternal, and priceless is this great seed, the Word of God, who is not afraid to be implanted in the womb of a virgin, nor to be implanted into the ink of prophets and apostles, nor implanted in the mouth of your pastor, nor even implanted in the faith of a sinner like you. But what we cannot figure out, what baffles the scheming minds of Monsanto engineers and crop brokers and everyone who has enough good sense to dig a hole, put one seed into that hole, cover it with dirt, and give it water and sunshine, we cannot understand or answer the question, why? Good seed from such a gracious sower does not produce as we want it. We would like to bring our new measures in to till the sin-hardened ground, fertilize the apathetic soil, clear the rocks of enlightened intelligence, and sweeten the rose with our own favorite flavor of manure. God knows manure is not too strong a word for what we pile up trying to improve on God's methods. But, like the counterpart of this parable in the Gospel of Mark, we who sow the seed, sow the word of God from pulpits and altars, or from rocking chairs and kitchen counters, we must simply plant and go to bed and wake up in the morning to wonder and marvel at what happens through no achievement of our own. Some is snatched, some is scorched, some is choked and matted flat, and some waves ripe, bearing a hundredfold harvest. What of that, Lord? The parable of the sower is three-fourths pain and one-fourth joy. 
three-fourths warning, one-fourth blessing, three-fourths condemning law, one-fourths saving gospel. Well, not exactly. As Jesus sows this parable into the crowds, he calls out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. The word which never ends until the gospel is sown as well is full of grace and favor. It is four-fourths salvation. The seed is the word of God. It's good through and through. It accomplishes that for which he sent it and does not return void. And we are therefore not to faint, but to pray to the Lord of the harvest in confident faith, knowing that he watches and he tends his planted word. And that he does far better than we in our arrogance, thinking that we are more efficient than this gratuitous God ever could plant and tend or watch or harvest. There is something you notice very quickly as you preach the word, or as you consider a family of your own children, or as you look around your congregation and your community. Those who believe never can have enough of God's word, while those who don't think they've already come to have far more than enough. I've spent many times speaking with our elders and leaders of our congregation about confirmation and catechesis, teaching our young children, and realizing that honestly raising up Christian children and leading them to the altar in repentance and faith really is no different than raising and leading Christian adults. It's no more difficult or easy. Is there a silver bullet to our sorrows that many dear saints we love are missing? Is there something more that we can add to God's word to make confirmation stick past the Sunday when the picture's taken? The answer is no. Those who get it can't get enough. They come back for more, and they will bear with all sorts of troubles. They won't get discouraged, even by the other three-fourths. And those who haven't gotten it don't want it. They stand idle while the devil snatches Christ out of their hearts. They think staying in the shallows will keep them from heartache, and they quit when the slightest offense comes. And they surround themselves with pleasures and entertain themselves to death, muting the word of God that endures forever for the stuff that lasts four quarters, three periods, two halves, or only as long as the flesh remains youthful. Now I thought that was quite an insight, that those who have the faith grow in it and those who need it refuse to learn it. But then I read a little further in Luke and found that Jesus actually already said this. He said, Take care then how you hear, for to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. This is the kingdom of God's grace. It is super abundant, free, and richly poured out, and many, most it would seem from the parable, refuse it. Faith is the good soil, the only disposition that receives the word of God and the gospel and treasures it, holding it fast. And faith itself comes and is created by the hearing of the word of Christ, because the seed accomplishes what it was sent to do. And at this mystery, dear saints, we must marvel, both with fear and joy, with awe. Heed the warning. The devil is out to snatch the word of God from you altogether. 
You cannot presume that it will be here for you when you finally decide that you need it. Faith knows it needs it now and always. Heed the warning. The life of a Christian is not one of ease. Being a Christian is not something to be done casually. Shallowness is foolishness. But the word of the Lord is deep enough to sink into a strong root, or rather to sink your strong roots into, and his word will hold you through every trial. Heed the warning. Friendship with the world means enmity with God. You cannot serve God and mammon. Whatever you fear, whatever you love, whatever you trust, that is your God. And every pursuit in competition with the divine service, with teaching your family and with virtue, those things are choking out your faith. But with this true God, you need nothing else. Dear saints, be driven by these warnings to be careful then how you hear. For to you has been made known the mysteries of the kingdom of God. You have received the word. You have had it implanted into your heart. You've been watered with holy baptism and the nourishing promises of God. And here you are listening back against all odds for more. So hold fast and receive the Lord's word in a good and an honest heart with patience. The Lord will see that you bear fruit. Such is the kingdom of God, that believers grow more and more in this word, they pray against all enemies of this word, they find comfort and joy in such a gracious God who spreads his word abroad to all, even to you. And to the one who has, more will be given. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
Let us pray. O God, the strength of all who put their trust in you, mercifully grant that by your power we may be defended against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lutheran Prayer Hour is brought to you each Sunday morning by the Lutheran Congregations of the Missouri Synod in southeast North Dakota. This morning's broadcast was conducted by the Rev. Sean Denzer, visitor of the Southeast Circuit. If you have no church of your own, we extend a cordial invitation to hear God's Word with us at one of our Southeast Circuit congregations. You can find service times, sermons, and other information for the faithful Lutheran Church nearest you at sendlcms.org. That's S-E-N-D-L-C-M-S dot O-R-G. Including information about Trinity Lutheran in Great Bend, whose services are at 8.45 each morning, and who is sponsoring this broadcast. If you have any questions about the Bible, the Lutheran Church, or any comment regarding this broadcast, Address them to KBMW 605 Dakota Avenue, Wapaton, North Dakota, 58075. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Amen.